You're tuned into the It's Real podcast with your hosts, Kayla Callender and Andrew Yagi. Each week, we'll talk about what happens behind the scenes working full time in real estate and share with you real life stories, our successes, and failures as we work to help consumers and industry professionals reach their real estate and real life goals. Here we go. Episode 22 of It's Real Podcast. I'm Andrew Yegi, and I'm a real estate agent. I'm Kayla Callender, and I'm a mortgage lender. Kayla, how are you doing today? So well. So great for a Monday. Refreshed from the weekend, ready to go. How about you? I'm doing doing great. Had a pretty low-key weekend sprinkled in with some real estate activities. Um, although, like I was telling you, that's like even in my market, I'm grateful for you know living in a, a more rural area where... By and large, a lot of places I get to go are, are relatively close. Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of nice finding a good balance on the weekends with family and, and work. So, yeah, things are good. Got a great amount of rain. Seems like in our area, anywhere from an inch to even, you know, five inches close yeah. uh, close to me. So, you know, Makes a little bit late for, for a lot of crops, but mm-hmm. uh, really, really great uh, to, to see some, some long-awaited rainfall. Need a little bit of rain. We got some too at the lake. It, we actually got some thunderstorms too. I feel like we hadn't had many this year. So yeah, you can just kind of feel the the season changing. The leaves are changing. The sun is going down earlier, but that's a great part about the Midwest, all the seasons, right? That's why we live here. <laughs> I, you know, I agree. And it's, you know, when you're sitting in the dead of winter and 60 below wind chill and you're, you're wishing for summer or spring, you know, it's easy to forget about it, but I, I really do think fall is one of my favorite seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it's just really a great time. Probably something about growing up on a farm and, and yeah. the, the harvest piece is big as well. But yeah. I, yeah, fall is a really, really great time. So I agree. I would uh, definitely agree. They need to make a candle that is scented of harvest, I think, because there's nothing like that. Nothing like the smell of harvest. Right. So uh, fall coming, harvest, uh, football season, mm-hmm. and you were both Bison alumni, NDSU homecoming this weekend. Yeah, I'm going to go, NDSU homecoming, First International Bank and Trust has a spot, so we love to host our clients and our, our referral partners and our friends, so you know, Andy, if you come to Fargo, we could celebrate like we used to back in the day. I don't think you or I could 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 celebrate like we used to. I don't think so. Uh, the college days are over. <laughs> oh, the memories. But I was going to actually ask if um, Amy and Kale would come. Um, I wanted to see if they'd come. So we had lots of good times. So yeah. I was we'll talking see. with a, a couple of, uh, you know, more freshman year roommates and we had gotten together this summer and we're talking about getting together. But here we are. It's homecoming week and nobody's talked about it. And uh I don't know. I, it, it would be really, really fun, but I also am growing to enjoy the low-key weekends a little I bit know. more just because every week gets to be such a rat race. You know, I think too, people that have jobs that involve um, any type of sales or, you know, being on the phone or talking to people a lot, like it can be overwhelming to have a week of that. And especially as a realtor or lender, and then you go into the weekend and to go to events and all these things you don't really get that recharge that you need to start the new week. So I don't know about you, but I, I love those weekends that are a little low key. Yep. Absolutely. Kayla, let's talk the real estate market a little bit. And, you know, I came upon kind of an interesting 
article, um, Mortgage News Daily. If the Fed didn't hike rates, why did mortgage rates hit long-term highs? Mm-hmm. And we're and, and and even looking at rates today. What are rates doing? Mm-hmm. They're up a bit. I mean, I think last time we spoke, I can't recall what they were a week or two ago, but you know, they were trending under seven. You'll you'll see the thirty-year fixer is what I'm referring to, and then we saw seven and a quarter, but now seven point four nine is what we're seeing, and so. You know, and it's really not that big of a difference between the 15 year. We used to see more of a spread, um, but they're coming up a little bit. They've come up a bit and we're seeing people kind of pull away. We saw, um, I think we spoke about this last time, but mortgage applications were down the lowest they have been since 1996. I think I was like eight years old then. But that to me is telling, like these rates are driving up. People are still fearful because that's all they've known, especially, you know, the millennials, Gen Z, all they've known is that rates are between two and three and four, where now it's causing this shift in their mind of, well, they're not as low. Well, they haven't been as low as they have been in the last few years. But again, historically, we hear it. They're still pretty darn good, but it's pushing people away from applying. It's pushing people away from writing offers. They're still out there. There's still people buying and selling, but it's taken a, a few steps back and rates mm-hmm. have not helped. Yeah. I was talking to my real estate coach again the other day and, you know, kind of as, as we've, you know, kind of gone through, you know, well, and this is just, you know, you're number three for me in real estate full time. And, you know, he keeps asking me, you know, are you still pretty bullish on the market in this business? And, you know, our business is down actually probably only about 10% now, which still is a win given the national average is down about 25%. But I would say, yeah, like I, there's a lot of promise out there. Closings happen every day. Um, You know, people need housing. And so, yep, you've got to work a little bit harder. You've got to get out there and hustle, which Mm -hmm. people aren't used to. Um, but you know, I'm starting to see more people that I know in real estate who are leaving or pick up yeah. other jobs. Um, uh, you know, some agents I've talked to even up in your marketplace who are having, you know, some of their worst years ever, but then of course, you know, on the other end, people that are having some of their best, mm-hmm. best years ever mm-hmm. as well. So well, you can either lean into it or you can kind of just say, Hey, this isn't for me. I think that there is, there's a, a quote that says, you see who's swimming naked when the tide rolls out. And so, you know, people got into this business and it was just handed to them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to just kind of get in and, and, you know, it doesn't take a college degree for our jobs. So a lot of people want to get into it. But now that they see that, wow, it takes, I mean, I've heard of realtors knocking on doors. I mean, doing as many events, getting out there. And if you're not willing and able to put in the work, I think that some will find that this is not the job for them. So, mm-hmm. and the people that push through, they're going to come out stronger, having better sales techniques, having better, you know, empathy for clients. And think about what we've experienced just in the last two years, Andy, you and I, it's, it's like nothing we've seen before. So it's strengthening us to be better salespeople and better, repre- a better representation for our clients going forward, knowing we can kind of handle anything. So mm-hmm. we'll chalk it up to a win. Absolutely. And that's what I look at too, you know, and I, I really haven't experienced a down market before. So, you know, kind of looking at, you know, the state of the market. I mean, I honestly, Kayla, I've actually started to see my business start to pick up now, you know, as things start to cool off just from the standpoint of, you mm-hmm. know, 
like yourself, you know, putting myself out there, you know, actually working for clients, actually doing some sort of marketing using video. And now that the market's tightening up, people are like, you know what, we're, we're kind of taking notice who's out there and, yeah. and who is working really hard. And, and we want to align ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. with, with those individuals, so to speak. Well, so. I'm proud of you for doing more video because that's, if you're not doing video in real estate, you, you should be because you're staying in front of people and people want to be educated. They want to hear, they don't want to just be sold, you know, a price or a rate. They want to, they want to feel educated by the person they're working with and video. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Kayla, I want to talk a little bit about the market and I came upon kind of an interesting article the other day uh, that I kicked your way, but more or less says millennials feel they missed the golden opportunity to buy a home. So, you know, it's no um, secret out there that, you know, the largest home buying group today, the millennials, and I think they say statistically, you know, individuals who are 33 years old on average, mm -hmm. um, you know, are, are the, the biggest home buyer group today. Um, but there are a lot of them that think that they kind of miss the boat, just, mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing part two. Um, you know, the inventory challenges we've seen and now the rates, you know, we've seen rates go up quite a bit. Um, yeah. Makes the problem even worse. I think that it was interesting in here. They said uh, about one in five millennials don't believe they'll ever buy a home. Mm. Um, you know, and, and have had, you know, countless financial setbacks hindering their ability to buy a home before, including entering the labor force around the Great Recession mm -hmm. uh, and, and so on and so forth. I do love it. Then there's an article here that we could click on and why are home prices so expensive? Blame the boomers, Barkley, Bar Barkley says. Blame the boomers. So what, what do you make of that, Kayla? What do you make of the fact that, that there's this article or, or research out there? I think it's all a mindset, to be honest with you, because truthfully, when I speak to clients and I see the ones that are serious and they're moving forward, they're not focused on the interest rate itself. They're not focused on just the payment because if you're taking your rent payment of two grand a month and your mortgage payment of 2,800, all you see is, wow, 800 bucks more a month, not going to do it. I'm going to wait. And in reality, there's just so much more to it. And I don't think that those uh, millennials are really thinking about that. I think they're thinking, wow, it's so much more for gas and groceries and everything these days. I do not want to top that off with having a higher house payment. So that's where I would challenge people that are considering buying is, is it, what is a comfortable payment? Because just because you want to purchase a home, it doesn't mean it has to be your forever home. It does not mean you can't start creating, you know, equity now you might have to sacrifice maybe a smaller home or a different area. But I think people are just forgetting about, wow, I can, I can create equity. I can have, um, I, I can have tax benefits when I, when I have interest that I'm paying, I can have a place that is my own and not have to pay someone else's mortgage. And to that effect is I know that my principal and interest won't change unless I refinance. Whereas I hear from clients all the time, yeah, my rent's going up again. It's going up again. And so for me, I make of this as people are just thinking payment and rate. They're not taking the time to sit with a lender, talk to a realtor like yourself, Andy, and say, you know, what can I get? What are the benefits aside from the downfall of my payment? So that's what I think. 
That's my opinion. And I'd be curious to know yours. I would say you are 110% right, Kayla. It all comes down to mindset, which is really most everything in life. If you can dream it or think it or imagine it, you can do it. Um, I had a referral the other day from uh, a lender I have a good relationship with. And, you know, a millennial home buyer comes in, you know, um, a single individual, one income, children, um, you know, not the best scenario, you know, when you're trying to buy a house in this market, especially when there's lower inventory in general, and especially of, of decent starter homes, because I think we see across the board, there are a lot of people that come in and say, hey, I can afford X number of dollars of house. And oftentimes I have to tell people that you really can't afford to buy a house that's in your budget, because a lot of the homes in that price point are in really tough shape. And so if it's already a stretch to get in, do you really want to saddle yourself with a lot of uh, required maintenance and other things. Mm -hmm. But it comes down to mindset and motivation. So this individual, extremely motivated, does absolutely everything. The lender's asking everything that I've asked. You know, we're sitting down, we're talking about the process, about how to make them successful. Got into a multiple offer situation and we won. Wow. Um, because it's all a matter of mindset and mm -hmm. motivation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, I know just from hearing your stories, both on our podcast and just in general that, you know, it's like pulling teeth with people sometimes to get, you know, what yeah. you need. And, you know, some people kind of think in terms of, hey, I, I don't need to give Kayla what she needs, like, you know, I'm above the law or something else. But but mm -hmm. just, just jump through the hoops, follow the steps, follow the process, mm -hmm. be communicative, don't mm -hmm. hold anything back. And, you know, mm -hmm. this is a partnership. We want to see you be successful because that means we're going to be successful. It's a team sport. You know, I love that you say that, Andy, because if you this is advice to anyone listening and advice to maybe realtors and maybe lenders that want to do a better job. But if someone is just asking you, hey, what's your rate and term? Like, I want the best deal. And they are not taking the time. Your lender's not taking the time to say, hey, let's do a discovery call. I want to take 20 minutes of your time. I want to hear about your goals. I want to know about um, your timeline. I want to understand what got you to this point where you want to buy now. If you are not taking the time as a client to talk to your lender so that they can customize plans for you, then you're not serious because you can chase rate all day. And as we see, rates change multiple times per day, per week. So my advice is if you are serious, talk to a lender, have a conversation, and then complete an application, get them what they need. Because as we've spoken about before, Andy is, you know, everyone says, not everyone, most people lately say, I don't want my credit pulled until I find a house. I don't want to apply. I don't want to get serious about that until the house pops up. Well, I think people forget that a pre-approval or pre-qualification can last up to four months. So if you're doing this today, um, it's September, and you go through the process of getting pre-qualified, that is good for three to four months, depending upon the credit. Credit lasts 90 to 120 days. So if you're serious, do the work up front, and then you're good for up to four months. Why wouldn't you? Then at that time, you can refresh it. I think you'll love this, Kayla, uh, Keeping Current Matters, uh, you know, which kind of caters to real estate agents and lenders. They posted this an hour ago on Instagram, which I think speaks your love language. Oh. 
One, to use a mortgage for your home purchase pre-approval should be among the first steps in your search process. Mm-hmm. And 150%. And that's where I, you know, I've had a number of individuals reach out and say, you know what, we just really want to go look at this house. And even, you know, more and more. And, and that's the thing I think a lot of, I know a lot of agents today that they're, you know, they're so hungry for business that they're willing to, you know, do whatever. They're willing to be an order taker, you know, and yeah. say, hey, whatever you want of me, I'll, I'll do it. But it's mm-hmm. like, hey, we need to be here providing people guidance. And, and uh, hey, I'm always happy to talk to people about their goals and, you know, get them through the door of a house, but not if we don't have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. And it truly comes down to the fact that, and I use this example all the time with my clients and probably I've said it to you many times, Andy, but um, when you go to your doctor, you don't just walk in and say, um, I need a prescription for something because I don't feel well. So can you get me that prescription for X? No, they, they analyze, they review, they take blood work, x-rays. They basically analyze your situation to be able to diagnose you and then prescribe you. Prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. So when you're thinking about getting approved, I mean, go through these steps, realize that this is the biggest purchase you will make. Why wouldn't you take an hour to do the work? That's, that's my love language. Yeah, I absolutely love it. You're right on. And, you know, when, when you can meet uh, a fellow soul in a client and or an agent and, you know, just everyone just really clicking and jiving and and everything's working well. I mean, it's just, it's very satisfying and and it's really hard, hard to come by. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I have frustrations. I'm working through a transaction now and, you know, we're a month into the process and, you know, we're supposed to be closing in three weeks. I don't even have a due back date from the lender yet. And the other agent, Oh, you know, just keeps telling me, oh, we don't have a date yet. We don't have a date. And well, I guess I'm going to have to reach out, you know, to this agent's buyer's lender, you know, to to kind of do some of the work that they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But I also need to protect my client. And you so do. I want to make sure things are staying on track. But so- while well, everyone does their job, it truly makes a difference. And that's why when you're looking for a realtor, you know, interview people when you're looking for a lender, take the time because the ones that are willing to work together and work right, it's worth it in the end for everybody because people forget it's a domino effect. If this house doesn't sell, then that can impact this one and this one. And so it's just so important to have a team of people that fight for everyone. And that's what it is. I, you know, we were sitting having our team meeting in my office this morning and, you know, one of my agents is, has a closing the end of the week and uh, the movers canceled on the seller. So having to get really creative uh, on, on trying to figure out a plan, you know, to get everything moved. And so it's just uh, constant fires, but I think that's part of the allure, Kayla. But, you know, I, I really want to, I want to refocus, you know, on, on the millennial, you know, piece yeah. because, you know, I, I think, you know, this article does go on to make some good points, you know, yeah. just talking about, you know, kind of, um, you know, the great resignation and, and whatever and everything that's gone on in the world these past few years and mm-hmm. just talking about how millennials began to delay buying their first home. And in some cases, they bought them at a later age than their parents. And even when they did nearly 40 percent of home buyers who are under 30 use either a cash gift from a family member or an inheritance for a down payment. Crazy. Well, that's kind of interesting. It, it, I mean, that shows me in a sense that I think there's more cash out there than there has been. And I think we know that, you know, especially talking about baby boomers and seeing, you know, the number of people who are able to make cash offers. Mm-hmm. You know, 
it's really, really challenging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the other thing I want to highlight, and I know we talked about this um, last week mm -hmm. or uh, on our last episode, but just kind of showing the growth in, in home wealth for individuals who are homeowners versus those who aren't. Because mm -hmm. again, it's really easy for people to be short-sighted and, and look at the implications of buying today and perhaps the inhospitable you know, environment, but then also yeah. recognizing, you know, what you're missing out on if you don't buy that home and don't have that, that home value appreciation, what you're truly mm -hmm. missing out on. Mm -hmm. And what's really cool is when someone is a repeat buyer and they go to sell their home that they've been in, even for a couple of years, um, I've seen it a couple of years, that's all it takes. And they have money to put down because of the equity that they have in their sale. And I can speak from experience that, you know, when I bought my first home compared to what I sold it for eight years later, I didn't have to touch my assets, my actual liquid assets, because it was all in the equity in my house. And you can quite literally just roll that over to the next one. So mm -hmm. that is something where when we speak about mindset is think about not just an extra payment, but, you know, have your lender do the math and say, OK, here's your appreciation gain over those years. And then when you go to sell, maybe that's something millennials need to look at is what's something I could buy today that doesn't break the bank, but that still creates, you know, it still appreciates. And then at some point, then I can use that to get my dream home. Then I think mm -hmm. it's all in that mindset. Absolutely. Kaylin. Well, yeah. what a great discussion. What a great discussion today. And I guess I would just, you know, end it with the thought that, Hey, if you are thinking you missed the boat, you didn't miss the boat. Um, you know, I've even found myself in the trap of, you know, as kind of a real estate investor and someone who has commercial and residential investment properties, you know, it's really easy to sit and say, Hey, I'm going to sit on the sidelines and wait because, um, because rates are really challenging, but realistically, you know, there's no better time than today. And that's what I would tell all of my buyers as well, or sellers is that, you know, is it a good market? Is it a good timer to buy or sell? And the answer is that depends on you and your circumstances. If it makes sense for you, it's absolutely a good time. There are going to be inherent challenges of any market cycle we enter, and the market is always shifting. Always. So that's why I always encourage people, hey, let's sit down. Let's talk about your circumstances and your goals and help you put a plan in place, even if that isn't today or tomorrow. Plan in place. Don't rely on Zillow to tell you the payment. Don't rely on it to tell you what your house is worth or what that one's worth. Talk to your realtor and lender. I think at the end of the day, if you can find people that really are, are fighting for you and want to educate you, I think that the mindset may change. So millennials listening to this, sit down and talk with a realtor and lender. And I'm curious to see how you feel after. Love it. Well, Kayla, that wraps up episode 22 of the It's Real podcast. Have a great week, Kayla. I love you, Will. See ya. 